can, you know, through Aboriginal ways, just reach out to some of our mob. Working with the wider non-Aboriginal community and working with our own community together allows us to start eating. In the past, you know, people know who they are and that type of thing, but there hasn't been something there to bring everything together, to bring people together, and Native Title has done that. Hello and welcome to Aboriginal Way, brought to you by South Australian Native Title Services. I'm Caleb Sweeting and today I'm speaking with William Barton, an ARIA-winning didgeridoo player and composer. Soon he will reunite with the Australian String Quartet for the inaugural Illuminate Festival. William is joining me now. Thanks for catching up. Great. Thanks for having us on the show. That's all right. So I like to start each interview by asking where your country is and what it means to you. My name's William Barton. I'm from I'm from Kalkadunga country around the Manaiza area, uh, far northwestern Queensland. And what it means to me is a great deal of inspiration and connection and identity to my language, to my culture, to to my father's country, where he's buried out on country, out on Cartman Station, which is about 80 kilometres outside of Mount Isa. Mm. And those reflective memories of, you know, growing up, I still carry with me to this, to this day. Mm. And, you know, what's the kind of country look like out there? It's rugged beauty. Yeah. You know, uh, semi, semi-rocky outcrops, spinifex country, that red desert crossover between the you know, sort of uh, that spin effects and uh, the sort of the harshness, but also that beautiful cu- colours and the tones mm. of the, the earth and the sunset and the sunrise, especially wintertime, you know. And it suits the inspiration for for um, for this particular project coming coming up, being reunited with the uh, ASQ in, uh, in Adelaide. Mm. Can you, yeah, can you tell us a bit more about, it's called Square Circles Beneath the Red Desert Sand. Is the performance inspired by some of the country you've just been talking about? Yes, red, uh, Square Circles Beneath the Red Desert Sand is inspired by Kalkadunga country. Um, although I did write it at Eucaria, you know, up in the hills of Adelaide, um, out on country there. And uh, I remember looking up at the sky and seeing seeing the, the, the colours and the tones against the uh, the clouds. And it just reminded me of home a little bit, you know, and so I carry that inspiration, that sort of linear thread of um, of inspiration, you know, mm. from going out bush with mum and dad and and performing, you know, just taking out the did you do as a young kid and being then in our natural amphitheatres, you know, which is the waterhole or the sort of like rocky rocky outcrops. Mm. Against the um, against the old coolabar trees and the snappy gum, you know. Yeah, how I'm kind of interested in how you know you came to blend your culture with classical music. Can you share a bit about that? Yeah, so the seed was planted from my mum, Aunty Domi Barton, um, who I still regularly perform with and and collaborate with on uh, creative projects. Mum used to play classical music to me before I was born, during my childhood. And uh, that sort of gave me the inspiration and I guess that musical sort of uh, um, canvas to, to work with, you know, as a young a young child and a young teenager, you know. And then listening to my uncle 
Uncle Ask Peterson, you know, wanting to learn that did you do the Yudaki, the sound of the earth. I wanted to be a part of that mystery mm. of that old fella, you know? And uh and I found that it was just a, a pure and unique uh, blend with European Western classical, you know, with our own classical music of Australia, which is our own indigenous culture, you know, and how there is a unified strand of language that you can converse with mm. and connect different people from different walks of life on that from that continental stage, you know. Yeah. I understand that you were gifted with your uncle's didgeridoo and I was kind of interested to find out why that's an honour in Aboriginal culture. Sorry, say that again, right? Yeah, I was just wondering too, you were talking about, you mentioned your uncle and I had uh, read online that you were gifted his didgeridoo when he passed. I was just wondering, um, you know, I've read that it's an honour. Can you share a bit about that? Yeah, like when Uncle passed away when I was about 11 years old, you know, I was one of his uh, last students uh, learning the ditch and uh, mm. just being inspired by him. And he was a powerful lawman. You know, he's a medicine man, a very well-respected elder. And his his members of the family, you know, family of his tribe came down for his funeral and they presented me with his his instrument, you know, and normally they break it up and bury it, you know, and uh, instead of passing it on, you know, sometimes. And so I had that honour of of uh, being given his did you do to uh, to carry on the the story to the next generation of storytellers, you know. Mm. Can you remember the first time you heard a didgeridoo and how it made you feel? I just felt, I guess, lifted, you know. This this sound that sort of resonates through your body, you know, it's a very healing sound and a very powerful sound. Just the raw nature of it, you know, you don't have to play fast and fancy and all that sort of stuff uh, with a lot of the modern techniques that I and and other didgeridoo players play. You know, our uncle style, you know, was traditional, and just listening to that traditional style, the language of the instrument was very awe-inspiring, you know, um, very powerful. And I want to be a part of that mystery, you know, and I still continue to be. Hmm. Is there, you are talking then as well about being young and listening to music. What were, what was some of the music that you were inspired by? As a young kid? Yeah. Like even if it's kind of off from classical music and connected yeah, to the yeah, culture, so, just uh, in general, yeah. Look, just in, in, in general, like, you know, I'll take you through a little bit of a, a journey. So yeah. Mount Isa, you know, yeah. we, mum and dad take me to the Mount Isa Folk Club. And so I experienced, you know, the, the old Scottish musos and uh, Welsh musicians and the old folkies, you know. Yeah. And then I'll make, you know, old bushy, old swaggy, you know, who used to travel all the festivals and just listen to that uh, melting pot, this blend of... Um, Australiana music, mm-hmm. I, I would say. Um, and then, you know, as any sort of teenager, not any teenager, but certainly I listened to, you know, my, my heavy metal and rock and roll and like yeah. my Akadaka, my Metallica. Classic. Yeah, you know, all the, all the classic rock, 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 um, 
rock styles, then, you know, like I wanted to be a guitarist as well, you know, and so I picked up a guitar as well. And, mm. you know, I put my time in the guitar as much as I did with the Did You Do, you know. And so I wanted to be a contemporary instrumentalist, a contemporary instrumentalist. Mm. And I remember that because I wanted to be, I wanted to know what the bass player felt. I wanted to know what the guitar player felt mm. and what they felt when they played music, you know. I wanted to know the language. And so yeah. when you start, I guess, programming your brain to understand that you want to converse in multiple languages, which means being able to play multiple instruments, it opens up, a, opens up um, I think, many uh, different worlds in, within your brain, you know, mm. uh, which is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Is you're talking about music being language? Do you think that each instrument is its own language that kind of speak to each other? Yeah, each instrument is its own language. Yeah, um, but it's it's also a language that, again, sort of going back to the the, uh, the notion of like a linear language. Mm-hmm. You know, everything can work together. You know, you can play the wrong note, but you can also play the right note after it, and so then it, then it fits. You know, it's how 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 do you uh, how do you express so many feelings on plucking this one string? You know, there's so many techniques on one string you can do. You know, mm. um, and say, so, did you do? You know, it's it's a fundamental um, droning instrument. You know, with its pedal note, but you know, you can do so many things. Uh, the the uh, the uh, artistic side of things are endless, you know, and that's the way you should think when you're creating or being an expressive storyteller. Mm. Um, you know, you're, you're a storyteller. And so it's about you being the instrument, actually, and the instrument is actually just a physical extension of, of your body. Oh, yeah, you know, I like Or if that. you're a singer, you know, so if you're, if you're a singer, mm. you know, you, that's your instrument. So when you know how to sing something, you know, you you know how to you know how to project it, you know, and you then you sort of take it to the next level, which is which is sort of inevitable, where you can connect with people from all mm. walks of life. Yeah, and you know, talking about different instruments, do you enjoy collaborating with other artists? Oh, look, I, I believe collaboration is the key, one of the keys to success and sustainability. Yeah, you know, because. Because when you work with other artists, other artists who are perhaps um, of the same musicality of you or even greater, you know, you're you're constantly learning, you know, you're constantly learning um, the language of conversation on the stage, especially when you're you're an improviser or especially when you can improvise and have that opportunity to do so. Mm-hmm. You know, so my, one of my strong skill sets is uh, to improvise not only on the, the did you do, but, um, you know, vocally um, or with the guitar or for any instrument, you know, that I can sort of start to, you know, work, work, work within its sort of boundaries, you know, and, but then take it outside of its boundaries and, and feel free enough uh, with my musicality that, you know, it expands my, my, um, my, uh, I, again, the canvas, you know, of what I can play and what, mm. what styles I can sort of, uh, yeah. When when you're composing music, is there one kind of process that you have, or it can kind of change and be different depending on what you're working on? 
Look, it, it constantly changes. The main thing is to have time to sit down and and think about the concept sometimes, you know? Mm. Some things can, can be instantaneous and, and you get this inspiration and you just flow with it, you know? So right now I'm in that flow where, you know, I've just completed um, two uh, major um, commissions um, and world premieres. You know, one of the Queensland Symphony Orchestra, which I wrote, and it's a 20-minute work, um, and, and another work for the Queensland Music Festival, you know, um, which we premiered sort of at the end of June. And, you know, so you get into this flow, and that's what you want. You know, you want to want to have a strong flow and always be in that flow as much as possible. And to do that, again, it's about, you know, being around the right people or being, you know, um, you know, reabsorbed into that landscape that you found the inspiration from. Yeah. You know, and what's what's the cause of you as a musician? What is your cause as a as a um, what's your directive? You know, what's your narrative that you wanna wanna make and sustain? You know, so working with the, the right people. So you know, I love working with my mother, Annie Gilmer Barton, and even when, um, you know, especially d- during COVID, and we hadn't had the chance to catch up because she's in Brisbane, Mum in Sydney. Yeah. Um, we asked mum to, to write a poem and so we'd put that into and recite one of her poems into oh, that's beautiful. Uh, collaborative projects, you know, with my partner, Veronique Soray, who's a mm. um, magnificent violinist and we've got our, you know, collaborative work, our mm. pro- our project called Heartland, you know, and, and, you know, just working with other artists from Ice House to Shane Howard. Uh, oh, legendary. And, you know, so Yo-Yo Ma and Herbie Hancock and James Morrison, those sort of, mm. sort of high-level sort of, you know, gas cats, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. And so there's no boundaries, really, you know. And then coming back to Adelaide, looking forward to the, the good seafood and catching up with the brothers down there. Yeah, that's it. And even uncles, you know. Um, yeah. So you're listening to Aboriginal Way and I'm speaking with William Barton, an ARIA-winning didgeridoo player and composer. So soon he's going to reunite with the Australian String Quartet for the inaugural Illuminate Adelaide Winter Festival. And William, you know, how do you kind of prepare for a gig like this that's coming up? Well, it's been a few years in the making. You know, the, the animation company, um, Jumpgate, have done an amazing job of pulling together the visualisations that... I guess, are the inspiration with Inside My Mind and the other co-director of of the uh, animation, uh, Stephen King from ASQ. Uh, And then to work with the the musicians from the ASQ collectively for them to bring bring my music to life, you know, from a piece of paper with with notes on it uh, in a classical form to bring it to life is is a magical thing and a magical process to see. So... I'm really looking forward to it. You know, I've seen a couple of the, uh, um, I've viewed a couple of the uh, versions of this VR project, which yeah. is going to be phenomenal. In you know, in the live, in the live uh, performance um, yeah. coming up, our premiere of it. So it's it's really quite a special project. You know, mm. I was going to ask you about the VR side of things too. So, is that that's kind of like separate to? Um, the performance you're going to be doing at Town Hall, is that right? The Square yes, Circles VR correct, yeah, experience? Correct. Yeah, 
Yeah. So the VR experience is um, like a special project for for, for the Illumit Festival, you know. And then we'll have our have our um, performance at uh, Adelaide Town Hall. Mm. But you know, in preparation, like there's a number of things, you know. So the last month, you know, in the lead up to my two premieres, you know, went to the I go went to the gym every day, you know, I went to the gym this morning even. Yeah. Um, and you know, do try to do like a minimum of twenty thousand steps. You oh, know, yeah, yeah. To, to clear the mind and be focused on 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 being on stage, you know. So I'm preparing myself as if you'd be going preparing yourself to go into the stadium for for a football game or something. You like know? a marathon. Some sort of like a yeah, like a marathon. Mm. Um, because you you have to be healthy in your body, mind and spirit. You know, yeah. um, I mean, you, you can do it without doing that, but it's much better to to, oh, um, yeah. to be to be the best you can. You know, yeah. I can resonate you with that for sure. You feel a lot better after you've done a bit of a workout or start your day like that. It just helps you mentally feel a bit yeah, clearer, yeah. ready to go. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, that, it, it's important. Yeah. No. Good on you. So also, I was wondering, because VR is being incorporated into it, it's quite a new medium. I know it's been around for a few years now, but yeah, what do you think about it and, you know, it being another element to go with your music, not just visuals, but, you know, something people can really be immersed in? Look, the the immersive nature of the VR project, I think, will take people on on this other multi-layered journey of colour, light and sound. Uh, they'll see the world through my eyes and and the uh, and the other you know, creative team, like with Stephen King and, and mm-hmm. the crew, and, and how we perceive how special, you know, this work is. You know, mm-hmm. it's still special by itself, of course, because, you know, we do it from the heart and from the soul, uh, but this adds an extra, di- a really, truly extra dimension to... Um, to what's inside of a musician's brain, you know, or composer's brain, and how we translate our inspiration in the sound from visualizations. You know. mm. Are you have you um, worked with VR much before? Uh, I can't say I have. Yeah. Apart from playing probably a couple of computer games. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, yeah. So it's been a really. Uh, huge eye-opener and, and really quite an inspiring journey um, just for, for everyone who's worked on, on the VR project. You yeah. see, you know, ideas from a piece of paper be turned into an animated script uh, on the screen. It, it's pretty amazing what they can do, you know. Do you think it's kind of like a powerful tool, I guess, personally? I know you're probably not an expert in VR, but, you know, as we kind of do have to change the way we live our lives and not being able to travel as much or even, you know, experience different places. Do you think it's just kind of like a cool medium to have? Oh, most definitely. I mean, because you can be anywhere in the world and then you can be anywhere in the world, you know, yeah. by putting on these goggles, you yeah, know. Exactly. Um, we can take you to you can ta- we can take you to the augmented reality world of Palkadunga country. Mm. We can take you, you know, and we're on, you know, you know, your mob land down there, you know. It's, yeah. It's beautiful, you know. It sounded like you, um, you've got a few people that you know in Adelaide. What are you going to get up to when you're here? 
Uh, catch up with brother Jamie Skullsmith in the mob, and you know, I don't know what. Go get go get some oysters and some fish and that. Oh and, yeah, uh, you know, just catch up. Hopefully around the fire. You know. Yeah, coffin bay oysters take, can't go wrong. Yeah, yeah, mate. Yeah, we'll just take it easy. You know. Yeah. Trying to get a walk in along the river there, and uh, yeah, re- revisit my my um star down on the um the boardwalk there. Yeah, uh, Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. William Barton and the Australian String Quartet will perform Circles Beneath the Red Desert Sand at Adelaide Town Hall on Wednesday, July 21. Tickets are available at illuminateadelaide.com. Um, William Barton, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you, brother. Thank you.